a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. This episode covers a piece of work that is a Harry Potter fan fiction. So we are talking about Harry Potter kind of throughout this entire episode. We don't talk about the books that much and we do not talk about the author either. Some listeners may prefer not to listen to this episode today or at all. We totally understand that and support you. Life is too short to listen to content that makes you feel uncomfortable. Tune back next week for some different subject matter. And take care of yourself. Love you, bestie. I'm Christina Khan. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. We're back to the podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Today is Radio Mike, host of Harry Potter and the Boys, as well as 21st Century Boy. Say hello to the listeners. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. We're so glad to have you here. So, Mike, tell the listeners about your work. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast or whatever you're working on. Yeah, so I'm Mike and I'm from Melbourne in Australia. And I my background is in commercial radio here in Australia, but I'm now just, I now just do um, podcast producing for a job and then I do a bunch of my own content. I do a podcast called 20th Century Boy, which is the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. And then my other podcast, Harry Potter and the Boys, which um, is when I was 13, I wrote some Harry Potter fan fiction. And now every week, me and uh, my friend Sam, who's a stand up comedian, we read a chapter and it is. Um, really bizarre and crazy to revisit the mind of a 13 year old me but yeah and we've obviously talked before on um your other podcast the restricted section but um yeah it's awesome to be on this one I can't wait to to dive into it we are so glad to have you here and you know I'm trying to brand myself away from Harry Potter but this (laughs) so barely counts (laughs) yeah it's it's really just um I think like the perfect combination of content that we're looking for. So I am super excited. Uh, Tina, I'm going to start with you so we don't put this on our guest first. Uh, what <laughs> is the cringiest thing that has happened to you this week or recently? Uh, you know, the cringiest thing that happened to me this week was barely even cringy because it's a tale as old as time for vagina owners. But, you know, just like woke up with my period and I was like, whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> totally. Tina, when did you get your period? Oh, um, maybe like three or four days ago. Oh, bitch, I just got mine yesterday. I, Yay. not to be this way, but I am a very dominant personality and a dominant friend, and bitches always <laughs> sink to my cycle, okay? I, I would not be surprised. Bitches always sink. <laughs> my, I have a very beta cycle, you know? She's just trying to follow the... The, the wolf. Um, 
Wow. All right. Mike, what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week? Okay, I'm going to cheat a bit because this didn't actually happen to me. It happened to my girlfriend. Um, it's okay. not that sh- she hasn't synced her period with you guys, but um, she... <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, Why not? not? Yeah, it's possible after this that it <laughs> might happen. Um, no, but she told me this story about she was having dinner with her dad and her dad was asking about me and then asked her if she loved me, which I just thought was really awkward. <laughs> would be a really awkward thing for your parent to ask, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. How long have y'all been together? Well, we've been together a year. So huh? I guess I just thought, oh. I guess that is like the time when you're like, hey, daughter, are you, <laughs> are you, you going into the boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, well, I'm glad really she random. said yes, but um, yeah, it was just funny. Oh, at, least that, at least that's what she told you. Yeah, that's just what kidding. she told me. I'm sure she loves you. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Layla, what about you? What's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week? Um, all right. So I don't think anyone's going to be surprised that it's another self-inflicted injury. No, Layla, stop. I know. I really, like, can't stop, won't stop. But I, um, it's not that bad this time. I did not boil myself again. Oh, my God. This time, I just, um, you know, tripped on a small pebble, um, and I fell and skinned my knee and... I, br- I ripped my favorite tights. So. Oh, the tights. The tights are yeah. really hard. It, it it's was hard really to, sad to keep them together. <laughs> that is so sad. I was at an event the uh, last weekend with our friend Mike Hardison, classic other Mike situation. And mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I was wearing tights with boots with a zipper. And I like just went to go like cross my leg and put my ankle up on my knee. And it was just like... <laughs> And I just stopped, uh, and Mike was like, I heard that. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's That's really sad, hard. Tina. It's really hard this time of year. Yeah, tights are horrible. If you want to know what's wrong, like, why, like, like, what's women's main problem after pockets and the patriarchy? The tights. It's really, <laughs> it's really not fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it really isn't. It's like if we, I, if we wear them, we wear them to keep warm, and that's fine, but then, like, can... They just be comfy and like my. I think tights are else. super comfy. You think like um, yes, like the sheer I, tights are comfy. No, I wear like opaque black tights constantly in the oh, winter. Those are pretty comfy. Yeah, they're I, basically I was, leggings with feet. Okay, yeah. Mike, I what like kind the, of tights do you like ones. to wear? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that I am jealous of is the versatility of clothing choice that women have. Like, women's wear. Yeah, I, I actually, totally. I think that is your, if there is any advantage of being a woman, I think it's that. Because like, even on a Saturday morning, if me and my girlfriend go for a walk around the river, like I have to decide, am I wearing shorts or jeans? And often that's very hard because you're not sure how warm it is outside. Or if she just <laughs> slaps on some leggings or some active wear, works really well for her. I wish I could... I. I want to wear active wear. I want to wear tights. Um, so more masculine active wear, like and yeah. not those baggy yeah. sweatpants. I I want like the hot leggings that dudes wore in the eighties. Like I, yeah. I want that for you, Mike, and for other dudes out there. I would champion that. I would be like the the brand ambassador of men's active wear. <laughs> like I want that. Nike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. we know you're listening. <laughs> 
Mike, or do you go by radio? Should I call you Radio Mike or is that oh, no, a Mr. Mike. Mr. Radio? Mike. Mr. <laughs> Mike's fine. Mike is fine. <laughs> okay. What did you bring us today, Mike? So today we have brought in the thing that started it all. This is chapter one of Harry Potter and the Boys, the first of my seven Harry Potter fan fiction novels. I'm so excited. So, yeah. So... Book one of is called Harry Potter and the Boys. Book two is Harry Potter and the Team Wizard Tournament. And book three, which we're currently reading, is Harry Potter and the Cementors from Kazkaban. Um, <laughs> so this is chapter one. That's, com- that's Commentors. Commentors, com- yes. Mentors, oh um, gosh, yeah. I just want to make better. sure everyone's getting F- it. <laughs> funnily enough, this is a this is a bit of a um like a tease forward, but I di- I was on a game show in Australia. And um, they asked me on the show in front of like the studio audience about my Harry Potter fan fiction. And I had to tell them like the name Commentors <laughs> from Kazkaban. And the host of the show, who's like, he's probably like a 45 year old white guy who like doesn't know anything about Harry Potter, like just didn't, didn't get it. And I had to explain <laughs> that Commentors was like a parody of Dementors, but about cum. And the whole audience was just like, what the fuck is going on? Um <clears throat> So yeah, that'll that'll hopefully air here in February. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> that's that's amazing. You you actually helped us out recently because Leela and I had an episode that we wanted to name Fuckboys Ride Eternal. And we were like, what do the podcast apps do if you put fuck in a title? And then like the next day you did that and it didn't work. And I was like, oh, okay, th- thanks Mike. We yeah. can't use this title. <laughs> it, Spotify pulled down the episode because it had, it was called fuck, wow. fuck beak, the, the dicker sniff, which is the, my <laughs> version of buck beak, the hippogriff. Um, and it just didn't, it just didn't go on Spotify. And then I had to contact Spotify and they said, yeah, you can't, you can't call an episode that, sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> back on track. So this is chapter one, which I did have a flick through because like I haven't read chapter one in a long time. And I think what I will say is this is very different. I think it's very different to where it ends up. And I think the writing style changes, um, but it's interesting to go back to, yeah, where it all started. And I would have written this when yeah. I was about 13. And I did listen to your today. I, I re-listened to your very first episode of Harry Potter and the Boys, which, by the way, is a very fun podcast, listeners. Um, almost nothing to do with Harry Potter, except for that <laughs> Harry Potter is, is a character. Um, and it's so wild that you recorded that first episode by yourself. I Yeah, have, I forgot I that. I totally forgot that you you recorded by yourself. And it was like a 28-minute episode. And I'm just very happy that you found someone to kind of like do it with. Yeah, I'm very lucky I have Sam um, because he's really funny. And <laughs> I don't think the podcast would be as good without him. But yeah. Aw, yeah. Find <laughs> yourself a, a, find yourself a co-host. <laughs> yeah, get yourself a Sam. <laughs> um, okay, let's, uh, will you please do us a solid and read us? I read will. Read us the reading today? Yes. All right. Um, okay, I'll just get into it. Okay, so Harry Potter and the Boys, Chapter 1, The Letters from Someone. As you all know, Lord Voldemort is an evil dark sorcerer. He was killed in the seventh book. But, (laughs) But in this book, 55 years have passed since that faithful day 
where Harry Potter defeated Lord Voldemort. Well, actually, it was kind of fucked up since Harry didn't even kill Voldemort in the end. But anyway, Harry is now headmaster of his school, Hogwarts. There are now six boys named Michael, Rob, Lockie, Luke, Sam, and Tom. This year, they will be starting their first year at Hogwarts. Of course, every story needs a stupid, strange loser character. Some examples of these would be Neville Longbottom and Ralph Wiggum, the Simpsons. And in this story, (laughs) that person's name is Derek. And unfortunately, he will also be starting his first year at Hogwarts. Little did he know that it would be a very eventful year. Michael Carmichael was the first of 12 children. He got his letter to Hogwarts one day at about 1.33pm and 59 seconds. He read it as soon as it arrived in his mail. I got it, he yelled. I got it. He had been checking the mail over and over for the past six months. It was really starting to piss off the family. (laughs) As soon as the family heard that he had finally received his letter... They all sang hallelujah in a perfect four-part harmony. Unfortunately, Michael's parents died when he was young, just like Harry Potter's, but he had 11 siblings and they all lived in a large house in the middle of nowhere. Their names were Tanya, David, Nicole, Daniel, Sarah, Marcus, (laughs) Lisa, Kim, Derek, Andrew, and Bree. They all crowded around the letter. Uh, The letter. Hogwarts. Headmaster, Harry Potter, also head of stupidity and head of giving head, defeater slash defeatee of Voldemort. (laughs) Dear Mr. Carmichael, we are proud to inform you that you have a place at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find and close a list of all necessary books and equipment. Term begins on 1st of September. We await your hour by no later than 31st of July. Yours sincerely, Hermione Granger, Deputy Headmistress. Rob Robinson also received his letter on the same day. He lived next door to Michael and they both ran outside to show each other. Like Michael, Rob also had a large family, but his parents had also passed away. Neither of the boys (laughs) knew how they died. Rob was the 643rd of 844 brothers and sisters. Some of his brothers and sisters had graduated from Hogwarts. Luke Lucas and Lockie Lockhart, who was adopted, also received his letter that day. And Sam and Tom Sam Thompson also received their letters that same day. They were all proud of each other and gave each other a clap. When they had finished clapping, this happened. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the next street down, a boy named Derek had also received his letter today He was an intelligent boy at the moment, and he was a single child. His parents were wizards as well, so he wasn't a mudblood. I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So, Leela, I've listened to Harry Potter and the Boys before. I knew what was coming. Have you, you know, be honest, have you listened to the show, or is that the first time you've ever heard this in your life? Nope, I listened to the first two episodes today, actually. Wow, okay, so we were all ready for what was to come. I was ready, yes. Wow. How how, how do you feel, Lila, like, about the story so far? Like, like, what do you think, where do you think this is going based on what we've gotten so far? Hmm, 
I guess it's hard. It's it's so hard to know. I'm gonna say um, something about my man's being adopted. Um, seems like that's gonna come up later in mm-hmm. some way. Sure. Double orphans. You know that must be relevant. <laughs> there's in a real. Some way. There's a real orphan problem <laughs> in stories like this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we keep talking about orphans. <laughs> or maybe that was TRS. <laughs> we kept talking about sexy orphans the other day. I can't remember when. Wow. It's, no memory of that. No memory. Sure. Yeah, I, I was listening to... Actually, I was reading it aloud for Jason today. And, you know, I was tried... I tried to do, like, my best Aussie accent, but I just, like, had to stop. No. Oh, please yeah. demonstrate. Please demonstrate. No, I'll, <laughs> I, Christina will kill me. So... <laughs> <laughs> you dig your own grave, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jason was like, "Did he just reference The Simpsons?" And it happens a paragraph. lot. And it I happens like, a lot throughout the series. First of all, no, it was the second paragraph. <laughs> second of- <laughs> um, but you know that just means you're confident. That's like when you know what it reminds me of. You remember you did? Uh, I know you guys had Australian I- um, Idol. It's mm. probably like the same situation. We but had like American, American Idol, Idol as well. We we just yeah. take oh. every yeah. We know. <laughs> Was it Randy, Paula, and Simon on Simon? And I yeah. and I also remember. Sorry to careful. Do you remember um, what was that guy who did "She Bang" by Ricky Martin? Oh, oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Ricky? I was, no, not though. Ricky. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was that was a huge hit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It just reminds me of those people. This reminds me of like those people who come up and like before they even start singing, they're like, people tell me I sound like Mariah Carey. And it's like, hey, like, mm, maybe you might like want to wait and see how America reacts yeah. before you make a, a compare yourself to like one of the most talented oh people in the in the country. Um, <laughs> that's how you keep referencing The Simpsons. It's really funny. Um, yeah, I think also, yeah. I, I actually think not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think it's because like not being skilled in writing, like a normal author would, if they were trying to evoke another character, like to, to help the listen to help the reader relate, right. They would allude to that in the writing. Whereas because I wasn't skilled in writing, I just said, this character you're supposed to think is like Ralph Wiggum. Like it's so it's like, funny. It, like in, and I and it happens a lot in in as the fanfic goes on. It's just like okay, when you hear like in the second book, there's a character, and I think it explicitly just goes, "This character is kind of like Cartman from South Park." So it's just like telling it, it's telling everyone exactly how to feel, which is bad writing. <laughs> I I love it. Um, I'm trying to find right now. <laughs> Um, where is this? It reminds me of an excerpt from My Immortal. Are you familiar with My Immortal, Mike? I'm actually not, no. Okay, My oh. Immortal is, like, the most famous Harry Potter fan fiction, and it is, like, so barely a Harry Potter fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway, and I have long ebony black hair, and that's how I got my name with purple streaks <laughs> and red tips that reaches my mid... Okay, so we'll be covering this on the podcast at some point. It's like it ha- there's this whole there's this whole thing about who the author is. That's why it's like so famous. But listen to this from My Immortal Chapter Nine. All of a suddenly, an horrible <laughs> man with red eyes and no nose and everything started flying towards me on a broomstick. He didn't have a nose, basically like Voldemort in the movie, and he was wearing all black. But it was obvious he wasn't gothic. It was 
Voldemort. <laughs> this is me. That this feels like I wrote that. That's exactly what I would write. Oh my god! You heard it here. Radio Mike is Tara Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> New theory. Okay. New theory. Yeah, you really you have to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole on that one, Mike, because it's crazy yeah. and like very entertaining. Okay, I definitely will okay. check it out. So, Mike. What is your history with writing? Like, when did you start writing? Did you write after this? Are you a writer now? What's your writing history? So I've talked about this before, but Harry Potter and the boys. Like, Okay, let's go all the way back. I loved mm-hmm. at school, at primary school, like grade one, grade two, just writing stories. Very imaginative, was always just writing stuff and was always trying to like, I guess, copy the books that I like to read. And, you know, one of the books that I think really in- inspired me when I was a kid was Captain Underpants. Did you guys ever read Captain oh, yeah, Underpants? yeah, those books are totally. so good. And I, and I gotta <laughs> say, like, when, even when I read my own fanfic, I can fi- I can see the the dr- through lines back to that because, yeah, it's a, it's a goofy kid's book, but I think... Dav Pilkey, who is the author of those books, mm-hmm. was just so good at communicating humor through his writing. Very simple humor, but often like really clever fourth wall breaking humor. Like you go back and read those books. Like obviously they're kids' books, but they're very clever. And I think I was really inspired by him. And in class, often I would just, yeah, write stories, hand write stories, which is where Harry Potter and the Boys came from. So I was obsessed with That's that. So cool. I think moving into high school, sort of after I tinkered with like late high school, I just sort of stopped. And mm-hmm. I always loved at school English and writing essays and responding to book. You know how in English you write essays, like responding to the book's themes and stuff like that. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. So in terms of writing fiction, I feel like I've sort of stopped and revisiting my fanfic from when I was a kid, like it makes me want to write something. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I should just like write a novel, but then I never make the time for it. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. I'm still a writer in the sense that like I write, you know, I I make podcasts and I write content and stuff, but I don't think I'm like a fiction writer as much as I would would like to. And maybe it's just a matter of making time for it. Yeah, you got time, baby. Okay, could you give us some... You gave us a little context at the beginning, but could you give us a little more context of, you know, what kind of inspired this piece and maybe even, like, who you kind of remember you were back when you wrote this piece? <laughs> yeah, so, as I said, like, I I genuinely believe there are jokes in my fanfic that are ripped straight out of, like, Captain Underpants, but then the kind <laughs> of... it It's... Like the fanfic is really just comedy and, you know, parody and and those are like the main. I think that's why I was doing it because I loved comedy. Lots of the jokes are, you know, very like themed around family guy because that's what I was really into when I was 13 as most Mm 13-year-olds discover family guy and go, whoa, this is awesome. (laughs) Lots, Lots of jokes like that. That's a massive influence. And, of course, like just the the Harry Potter books themselves, like – I, I I hate to spoil the first book, but like one of the final 
kind of reveals in the first book is that the the bad teacher has Voldemort. Voldemort is on his bum, which is a direct callback to <laughs> Professor Quirrell having Voldemort on the back of his head. And I think I, I genuinely think I was just like, how do you take that and make it funny? And yeah, I think that's how you do it. Um, <laughs> in terms of who I was, like when I wrote this, I think, I don't know. I, I remember feeling like writing this fanfic was an escape from everything else. Like, which probably is why a lot of people get into writing, um, just general school and family stuff. And then you'd kind of come home and you just open Microsoft word and just start typing away. It just, you kind of get absorbed into this story you're trying to tell a, a bunch of the character names are like kids that went to my school uh, like all the boys are kids that went to my school. The main villain character is based <laughs> on a teacher that I had at school um, that I just <laughs> didn't like. So you just, it's like, I'm pretty sure JK Rowling said Snape was based on a teacher she didn't like. So oh. it's, it's like, I don't know. It's all full circle. And I think, I think I just got addicted to it. And I realized that, and, and I used to send the chapters to my friend on MSN. Do you guys have MSN? MSN Messenger? Uh, we were, we, yeah, we used more AIM. AIM, uh, yeah. Okay. We didn't, AIM, AIM was AIM never girly. really, never really big here. But on MSN, basically I would write the chapters, you know, incorporating things that happened in class that day, you know, and then I'd send, the only person that would read this book was just one of my friends from school who I'd send to send these to on MSN and he thought it was funny. So it's basically so, just writing it that, for my so friend. Cool. I love that. Like, like imagine having that much free time and extra creative energy <laughs> yeah. now, like imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just to send books to people on MSN. That would be great. Yeah. Just but, for funsies. Yeah. And then basically eventually I just rediscovered it as an adult and I was doing podcasts and I just thought, Oh, this, this would be a fun podcast. Um, and that's kind of how it all, how it all happened. All right. Well, what, um, so, I mean, it sounds like you were probably a pretty funny kid. Um, (laughs) do you think like back then, I mean, I'm thinking of, so Tina has, has said more, more than once, um, that she feels like her funniest time, her, you know, her like oh, yeah. true renaissance of humor I was, was when she was in <laughs> middle school. I was gonna so. say, do you mean do you mean funny as in like, oh yeah, you're a bit of a funny kid, no. or funny as in you're no. a funny kid? I think I think middle schoolers are the funniest people on earth. I think there's this like deep, deep like absurdism that like every twelve mm. to fourteen year old like is just like so absurdist. Like they have this like youthful energy, but like they're starting to get really sharp about stuff. And I was, I was fucking funny in like this kind of same way. I feel like when I was in middle school and now I'm like too stupid and old, my brain is like, and so this kind of writing like really catches me off guard. I think that's why Harry Potter and the voice is so funny is because it's like there, what, what the fuck? is going to be said next. Like there is, you, there's no way to predict it. You have no idea. <laughs> I, I think that's it. And I don't know. I think writing this, when I, when I read it sometimes, like you said, like it feels like it genuinely feels like, and this is true. There was no thought 
put into it. There's no editing. No one is quality controlling it. And it's just, it's almost like, you know how they say, um, I don't know, like Virginia Woolf used to write stream of consciousness, I think. And they just, whatever comes to her mind. That's what this feels like. But it, but the stream of consciousness is just some energetic kid. Who's like, yeah, this is funny. Like when I read it, actually in a way, it feels like there's no self doubt in this. It's just, yeah, this, this is funny. This is good. Whereas now if I was writing, I feel like I'd be questioning myself at every turn. Mm -hmm. When I read this, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is just a kid who like, no one is even supposed to read this except my one friend. So there's no, (laughs) there is no self doubt or self loathing. It's just put everything on the page and who cares? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, and it's also just no, no holding back. Like I'm going to write, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I will write anything if I think it's going to make my friend laugh. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Which can probably sometimes backfire. And cause that's, what's funniest, you know? Yeah, true. Like, <laughs> sometimes I do think like just sometimes, and, the, and I'll be careful how I word this, but sometimes I do think when someone says something, okay, I'll use an example, Michael Scott from The Office, right? Steve Carell's character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he says stuff in that show that is so rude or offensive or just that you wouldn't say that. And the reason it's funny to the viewer is because you're just so not used to somebody saying that and thinking it's okay, right? So you yeah. see yeah. it and you're like, oh my God, I can't, I cannot believe he said that. You're laughing at the fact that, something totally unexpected was said. You're not necessarily yeah. laughing at something being offensive. Yeah. Of course there's lines with that, but I think this book, like, like you said, Christina, sometimes something's just written there and you're just like, how the fuck did I come up with that? Like what, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I think that this is like a really fun series. I have been listening. You're in the middle of book three now. And I'm like, damn, this is still, first of all, it's still funny, still entertaining. You sustained yourself over seven books, which is fucking insane. (laughs) And you kept it like you kept it for so long. Thank God. Well, that's how I found it because I was, I think it was maybe when I was moving out of my parents' place and your parents like, great, like take all your shit that you've accumulated. And there was just an old laptop. And I was like, oh, what, what would be on this laptop? And you find the charger, plug it in, and you're like, oh, yeah, wow. this. And then there's a bunch <laughs> bunch of other a writing. treasure trove. Yeah, like I alluded to, like, before we started recording, I said there's some sci-fi. I wrote this, like, high school superhero sci-fi kind of novel in <laughs> year nine. Oh, that's fun. And you're just like, wow. And that's how I rediscovered this. Like, I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew it was there. But, like... Mm-hmm. When you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, this did happen. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So one funny thing, just to start to get into, like, um, specifics, one really yeah. funny thing. Like I said, I I listened to your podcast. I think at one point I was, like, looking up Harry Potter podcasts. I don't listen to Harry Potter podcasts. I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, but your podcast, I was like, this is not about Harry Potter. <laughs> and I started yeah. listening to it. And I was like, this is so funny. So anyway. Until I've never seen the text. I've only had it read to me by two Australian dudes. And so this whole time, <laughs> this this character 
Lucky? I thought that this character's name was Lucky. What? Like they're always after uh, me, Lucky Charms. What is this yeah. name? Like the Loch Ness I monster. I wrote down the same thing. Is this just? Is that just because of how we pronounce it? Do we? No, we don't have that name. Oh, you don't have yeah, what is? The... Oh, do you? Yeah, do you have the name? Do you not have the name Lachlan? No, um, not, not like that. Maybe ah. like. It's not super common. I've seen it no, for like no way. Wow. Okay. So. Quite a common name in Australia is um is Lachlan L A C H L A N and you would sh- for boys interesting yeah for boys and you would shorten it to Lockie like that um, that's <laughs> so funny so, you th- so you guys thought it was Lucky which is very American yeah. of you like Lucky feels like an American I can't name. hear the difference like on my end I can't hear the difference at all when you say it. It is like but, yeah, wait. it is like Loch Loch Ness, like the Loch Ness monster, Lucky, Lucky Lo- Lockhart. Okay, yeah. but now say Lucky is lucky. Lucky is yeah. lucky. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I, so it's this, it sounds the same. I, I get why you <laughs> yeah, think it's the it. same because when I say lucky, that to me sounds like how an American would say lucky. But that's so <laughs> funny. Like you don't you don't hear any um. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast because this is amazing to me. So you, <laughs> yeah, do it. Please do. It's funny because when I think about it, I can't think of any celebrity whose name is Lachlan or Lockie, but that's a very Australian thing. Yeah. I think that like Lachlan to me sounds like a made up romance novel hero's name. And I don't, I've never known one or met one or seen one or heard of one in real life. And really? that's why that that's why the lucky is like completely foreign to me because like no nicknames for the romance hero guy. I've wow. seen it here, but it only for little girls. And I've seen it as really? like one of those trend. Yes, like one of those trendy names where trendy. like Brinley, like no, not Jaden, <laughs> like yeah, Ashley spelled like A S H L E I G H H. Like those types of things. <laughs> no, not the double like- H. <laughs> this is blowing. This is actually blowing my mind. The the only one I can think of that you might know is Lachlan Murdoch, who's Rupert Murdoch's son. I think. Oh. Do you know Rupert Murdoch? Um, uh, we do know who. Yeah. Unfortunately, who Rupert yeah. Murdoch is. <laughs> yeah. So he has a son called Lachlan. But that is crazy. Okay. This is okay. Yeah. This is blowing my mind. We should do a whole podcast on this. luckily like all of the rest of the names very straightforward michael rob luke sam top well first of all i know you did did you go to catholic school or was it just like private school i went to catholic school i my mom is a very catholic woman these are catholic school names i feel like michael luke (laughs) yes like yeah. These are except for Lachlan. That there's no disciple <laughs> named Lachlan. They are, they're very they're the very Lachlan. Bible names, aren't the they? Book of Lachlan. Yeah. Uh, except for Lockie. Yeah. Um, but luckily, <laughs> no. uh, we're gonna get back to the reading. I know we already talked about how the Ralph Wiggum uh, reference. <laughs> Who's that? I don't watch. Sorry, I'm gonna Google it. I don't watch. You don't know He's Ralph like Wiggum. The dweeb. Oh, okay. That, guy, that kid. I, I might have never really watched a single episode of Simpsons in my life, oh, which is crazy wow. because I was born in 91. So it was right there. My whole life, it's been right there. That's crazy because before we started rolling, you also, we were talking about like, oh, who hasn't seen Futurama? Because like Leela's name I is know. Leela. And, then, and you were saying that. And then you haven't seen Simpsons. That's like, I actually feel 
personally but affronted by that. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I'm like, should I go back and watch it now? <laughs> it's way too late. It is like I know there's the like Simpsons, 35 seasons. It's a cultural <laughs> moment. It's not you can't watch it now and be like, yeah, I get it. Nah, you've I missed know, it forever. Because, well, and like I was a big family guy girly when I was a teenager too, and now I go back and watch it and I'm like, this is rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. St- still, still quite funny, but I feel like a bad person when I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny in the way that Adam Sand, like old Adam Sandler movies, are funny. And then even when you go back and watch those, you're like, okay, every joke is about just like at a fat person's expense mm. or a Latino's expense, yeah, or a Filipino's expense. But like, there are still are some good jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I don't want to laugh at this anymore. It makes me feel terrible. It is crazy that like every time I watch any movie that was made like before 2010, there's something in oh. there that I'm like, wow, really? Horrible. 2010? Yeah, like, we've come come a long way, honestly, in a short amount of time. Yeah, even like I watched one of the like Ninja Turtles movies from like 2014 and one of the turtles is like, really like sexist towards April O'Neil, if you know the characters. Oh. And I was just watching it being like, this is so weird for a Ninja Turtles yeah. movie. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Especially because <laughs> have you seen the new one? The new one is so wholesome. Yeah. It's great. I loved it. But it's yeah, so it's, I think it's the 2014 one. Yeah. It's a bit of a curveball. We've come a long way. I think when I was in high school or like maybe like a little earlier than that, the top two insults you could possibly call someone are retarded or gay. <laughs> Those are your two. Yeah. Yeah. And Those are the options. And I agree. Like, Same wow, here. Wow. We, I have so much better insults now. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. get specific and accurate now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple like cute little typos in here, like cute little grammatical mistakes, like 55 years have passed P-A-S-T-A. That's super yeah. not a big deal, but it's very like. Um, well, also, faith that faithful day oh, should yeah, probably that, be faithful yeah. day. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah. Oh, that that reminds me of um, one time. Like I I hosted like a local book festival. It took like a lot of planning. It was like a long day, a lot of work, and then the next day, um, um, our boss emailed us all and we're like it's a day that will live forever in infamy and we were like that's <laughs> not what that means <laughs> <laughs> not what that means that faithful that day um <laughs> it's very funny this is um the worst way you could possibly introduce characters <laughs> there are six yeah. boys named michael rob Lockie, luke sam and tom <laughs> it's like wow what? those names are in my brain and out of my brain except yeah. for Lockie. <laughs> Also, there are now, there are now six boys. (laughs) Instead of, I guess, the one boy who is Harry. (laughs) Okay, got it. So now there's more people have been born since then that are going to Hogwarts. That was good, because we wouldn't. (laughs) We wouldn't have known. Um, And I didn't catch on what you, that little, this little cheeky thing with every boy's name that you were doing. Oh, yeah. Michael Carmichael. At first I was just like, that's just a really bad name. Someone should have told him. Um, but then... What about Sam and Tom? Sam Thompson. Going. I love... <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the the icing on the cake. I love I Sam and Tom, Sam Thompson. That's my that greatest like- moment. <laughs> that's the greatest that, name. 
I mean, Tina, listening to that and not know, seeing the text, like, were you ever confused? Because it, it is like, who is, what's happening right now? Like, is there, are you having a stroke? I'm, Sam I'm and like, Tom, Sam Thompson. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't get confused about the boys because at no point in the series does it ever actually really matter what boy is doing the thing. It's like, they're yeah. just all the boys. One we boy will do like one thing this. sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's no... There is no, like, discerning quality between any of the boys. They're just an interchangeable... It's just to populate the scenes, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to fill them up. So populated. There's so much dialogue. Sometimes it's like, why are we all here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the boys' names. Um, And then this bit where it's like, Every story needs a stupid, strange, loser character. Um, Some examples would be Neville Longbottom (laughs) and Ralph Wiggum, The Simpsons. And in this story, that person's name is Derek. Derek. (laughs) Poor Derek. It's like before he even gets there, his fate is sealed. I should should flag, just because this might be interesting, that I actually changed this name from the original name because I oh. didn't want the person, like it the was named boy. after a real person <laughs> and I didn't want to do the podcast if it was like naming that and anyone could know that it was that person. So Derek is actually totally. a, a coined name here, which I okay. think is, is fair. And and there's, there's I didn't yes. really, I haven't, I never really changed anything, um, but that's definitely the biggest change of this. Was the person that you wrote this character based off of, were they your friend or were they someone who annoyed you? <laughs> Bit of both, actually. <laughs> so relatable. Um, I get that. <laughs> it's like, you're always near me. I, I'm yeah. not going to make you we leave, but you're kind together. of annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should also say in like a Catholic school, I don't, I didn't, neither of us go to Catholic schools, but what i mean it's a lower student population right like did, did you have like 30 classmates and you were writing uh, how many of them were included no in like we actually like at my high school we had like probably 250 kids in our year so like okay, okay. I, I get the thinking behind that but nah like do you mean that just there wouldn't be that many catholic kids is that your line of thinking no oh what i i i was just thinking like even to like I there were four hundred kids in my graduating right, right. class. Yeah. Two fifty is still I was just thinking it's a small it, it maybe a small population to like include so yes. so many yeah. in your story. <laughs> well, but uh-huh. I mean most of them I think were inclu- it seems like we're included because you were just like trying to include your pals. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, well Lockie is the friend that I would send these two on MSN. So I put him in it. Oh. So he could be like, Hey, that's me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, good old Lockie. <laughs> Text him and say, "Do you know that Americans have never heard of your name before?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are gaslighting me so hard right now. <laughs> okay, this bit. Um, Michael Carmichael, they, he got his letter to Hogwarts one day at about one thirty-three p.m. and fifty-nine seconds. <laughs> really time stamping it, just Why? so you know exactly when this happened. <laughs> It was almost 1.34. There's also, yeah, it was basically 1.34 by the time we finished the sentence. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why um, why I've done that. I think I was trying to, like, make fun of books that had, like, 
lots and lots of detail. But details. even that is <laughs> like how exact <laughs> can you get in your details other than timestamping <laughs> to the second when something happened? Yeah. I'm a book editor and that is one thing that I'm like pretty firm about is if you don't have to give your readers this number, don't give them a number. Don't give your readers a number where like it they don't need to hold on to it. Like only give them oh. a number if they're going to need that number because like right. I'm 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 number stupid and like I can't hold on to numbers that good and I'm going to be trying really hard. If you're like it's at this time, I'm going to be like somebody's getting murdered right now or something. Yeah, if yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to know what the time is. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> Well, we needed you back then. <laughs> Get rid of some of this shit. I've got a question too about like another Aussieism slash maybe UKism. So I just noticed that when you were talking about dates in here that you wrote like the for those an example, you wrote 30, 31 July. Yes. You didn't but you read it as thirty first of July. Is that a common? Because when I was when I read the Harry Potter books, I'll notice that she does the dates like that. I would like and yes. I, I would like to weigh in as an editor. Where does it say that? Thirty one July. Yeah, the Chicago Manual of Style, which is what American book publishers use to edit their books, calls uh-huh. for dates formatted this way: thirty one July two thousand six or whatever. But oh. in audiobooks, when you read them aloud, for clarity, you change it to the 31st of July. So I think that's like a book thing, not necessarily an Australia thing. Yeah. So I will say that line in particular, at least, term begins on 1 September, we wait your hour. That's ripped straight from the book. I've copied mm-hmm. that direct from the book. Copy I would. I wouldn't write it like that. And I would say uh... it as 1st of September, 31st of July. But I've just, I've just, I think even this line, we are proud to inform you that, oh, maybe not. But like some of this, some of that stuff I've ripped straight from the book. Um, I wouldn't write it like that if I was writing it now. That makes sense. Um, LOL, Hogwarts headmaster Harry Potter, also head of stupidity and head of giving head, defeater slash defeatee of Voldemort. (laughs) Why put that? What if my email (laughs) signature was like one time I got in a fight with my sister and I won. But, I, <laughs> but, like only but I also kind of. lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depends how you look at it. I won, but, you know, I lost her respect for me that day. So. <laughs> Can I say, in terms of this being a podcast, like this show being pod, I think head of giving head, that line, really sold Amazing. a lot of people on the podcast. Like I got so many yeah. comments from people being like, Oh my god, head of giving head. That's hilarious. It's so good. And it actually Excellent. becomes a plot point in book two. Which oh, is, it which, sure does. Like oh, I was wondering it if it sure went there. does. I was gonna say a lot most of this chapter is all throwaway. Nothing is relevant, but head of giving head is not a throwaway <laughs> joke. It's relevant. Even Sam, sometimes when Sam and I read it, Sam sometimes goes, I can't believe you've got a line from chapter one to hear because like it seems so just throw away Random, and nothing. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, I was always going to do it as this was always going to come back. But yeah, <laughs> I don't think a lot of that happened. <laughs> it, it does feel more planned out than the original Harry Potter series, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> At least you planned something. <laughs> Did you know how you were going to get there? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, 
The boys knew. So you wrote seven of these. Um, what was the kind of the, like the time span? For, like, think, how long did it take? Yeah, I think I finished these. I definitely started this one in 2007. I was in year, in seventh grade. And I'm pretty sure I finished them in year nine, which was 2009, two years later. So I think this was like a two-year project of my life. That's and incredible. And I've not edited them or touched them really since. You can't. At this point, you can't. No. They're artifacts yeah. now. It's a relic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I really like, there's this style of humor, and I think this is, uh, it helps with the truly, like, absurdist tone, is, like, there's this style of humor, and to me, it's, like, uh, feels kind of, like, a British style of humor, although, like, I have not read a lot of Australian literature. I've read a ton of um, British humor. I haven't um, either. It- Just putting it out there. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> where it's like it's like you're doing this like kind of normal sentence, and then like the last thing in the sentence is insane, like <laughs> you know what I mean, or like something that you just don't expect at all. It's like it's like Harry Potter defeated Voldemort. Well, actually, it was kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Or, yes. Or like this one here. Um, Michael Carmichael gets his letter. I got it. I got it. He had been checking the mail over and over for the past six months. It was really starting to piss off the family. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why does that piss them off? <laughs> the other thing I think with that is, and this does become a thing during the fanfic, is um, the, the narrator or, you know, like whatever the voice is that's giving you this is almost a character in itself. And I think I kind of sometimes think of um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um, oh yeah, and yeah, stuff Very like that. Very similar tone. Yeah, and then another. This is a movie that definitely inspired me. Was um, this movie called The Emperor's New Groove, which was a Disney oh, movie? Oh yes. my god! Yeah. Oh, we know oh, we're something familiar about that. with Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Still one of my favorite movies, and as you know, it goes somet- so hard. Yeah, sometimes in that movie, Cusco kind of comes into the frame from behind the fourth wall mm. to tell the yes. audience directly something. And I think we're about to go over a huge waterfall. <laughs> yeah. No, like no, that. that's not what you mean. That, well, that's no, no, not one of his. More it's like when he comes, he comes and, like, in and draws, draws with the marker. <laughs> and sometimes oh, he yeah. talk like he talks to himself as the narrator at one point. Uh, <laughs> Hi, excuse me. Two seconds here. Um, I'm the one in the car, remember? This story's about me, not him. I think for me as a kid, it was always very... I'd never seen that before. And and I think Captain Underpants did something similar where often the characters in that book would acknowledge that they knew they were in a book and they would say mm-hmm. stuff like, ah, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in the next book or like stuff like that. Okay, and yeah. to me it was just beyond anything I'd ever seen that you could actually like toy with those actual conventions. And they come up a lot throughout this. I think that it has to, like, I think that that kind of a joke of like a self-aware break fourth wall breaking joke has to be done well. Mm. And the crazy thing is that I think you do it so well in this book series you wrote when you were 12 years old, because like it goes back to the unexpected humor where it's like a very normal scene. And then like the narrator like comes in and you're like, oh, I didn't realize you were listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. There's actually one chapter in book two that I think the chapter is called 
a gap in the pages. And then halfway through the chapter, there's just a blank page. And then you go to the next page and it goes, oh, so, the narrator comes in and goes, oh, sorry, I was, I went to the bathroom. That's why there was no, <laughs> and all the characters like, oh, we were just standing here because we usually wait for you to say something before we do anything. Um, and I really, I really like stuff like that. There's a really wonderful book. It, it's not a comedy. Um, it's like a tender drama for, I think, like young teenagers. But it's called The Great Good Thing. And it's about book characters who know they're in a book. And it's almost like a stage performance where they're like oh. hanging out. And then they're like, oh, a reader's coming. Places, everyone. <laughs> I love that. I love. I need to read that. A another one. Sorry to keep going on influences. But I don't do know it. if you guys ever saw... It, I think it was called The Lion King One and a Half. Yes, yes bitch. And that it, movie was great. And it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's the first Lion King movie told from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa, who are also so watching good. that movie from a cinema. Uh, Timon, what are you doing? I'm fast forwarding to the part where we come in. And throughout yes. the movie, <laughs> Timon and P Pumbaa pause it in the cinema and start talking to each other about what's going on. And I, I remember seeing that and that blew my mind as well. Like sometimes the movie pauses and then it's like Pumbaa's sitting on the remote and he's like, oh, sorry, I, I, I must've sat on the remote by accident. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. And I just think that stuff is great. You and your big tush. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. It was so great. And, um, you know, it kind of is like, did you ever see, this is a little before our time, but did you, either of you ever see Mystery Science Theater? What have you got? I don't know. There's no return address. Oh, I hope it's my later hosen. It's it's just like a, a bad movie review show from that, like low budget bad movie review show that was like super popular in the 90s. And it starts out like you can see all their silhouettes, just like Timon and Pumbaa, like in a movie theater, like like watching mm -hmm. the movie and then they're like commenting and riffing over it. And I was, I liked it cause I was at, like watching that now I'm like, Oh my God, it's just like lagging in half. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, other way around. Very funny. There's also some, and, and this to me feels British too, like some self-aware, like extraordinary deadpanning where it's like, <laughs> unfortunately this boy was an orphan and then he went to go hang out with his friend that boy was unfortunately an orphan. Also an orphan. <laughs> it's like so funny. It's like not remotely acknowledging that <laughs> there are two orphans. <laughs> uh, I feel like I could keep talking about this because there's just so much and there it's so funny. I do also love this bit where it's like, you know, they all receive their letters and it's like they were all proud of each other and gave each other a clap. Which at that point oh, yeah. you're just picturing all these boys just going, right, just standing there, and then it and then it goes when they had finished clapping, this happened, and then it <laughs> like changes scene. I don't know. I just love that. That's also something that we do not say in America. Gave each what? other a clap. Oh, so like that. So I think as we would say, like they I, gave I each other say, a round they, of applause. Yeah, oh, you a would, round of applause, oh. or you would say like they clapped. Whenever I always say clap for your friends whenever we see yeah so, like you're you're either clapping oh. or like there's a round of applause yeah oh uh, no to give we would a say clap like sounds like this to me Every, they all looked at each other and in unison said 
<laughs> no, a yeah, we, we would say, yeah. oh, g- give, give him a clap. And everyone would, you know, give him a clap. That's what we I would don't do. think that if someone said that in America, anyone would be confused or put off by it. But you're right that it's not we don't phrase it that way. So interesting. Yeah. Do they do all the boys live together? How or were they on Skype? How are they all giving each other a clap? I, don't, I, I will say none of the boys, families, parents or like home situations have ever been raised again. Like. This chapter for me feels very, you know how like the uh, the pilot of a t- TV show, there's always like a few things mm. that aren't quite what happens in the rest of the show. This chapter yes. feels like that for me. Like in the pilot episode okay. of um, Seinfeld, I'm pretty sure Kramer's name is Kessler and then, and, and Elaine's oh. not even in it at all. Wow. Um, so you just watch wow. it and it feels a little bit weird. And I, and I actually think, if you read the first chapter of Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, I actually think there's a few things in the first Harry Potter book that aren't, I feel like she at that point didn't quite have the whole thing planned out because there's a few things where you're like, that's weird or that doesn't really add up. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So let's just say they were Skyping. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you did, say, you mentioned this in your first episode, but the, the, you introduce Michael Carmichael as living in the middle of nowhere, but like he seems to live in a cul-de-sac full of neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and his siblings: Tanya, David, Nicole, Daniel, Sarah, Marcus, Lisa, Kim, Derek, Andrew, and Bree. Which is funny because oh, oh, so this was Derek, but then you also changed that other character to be named Derek. So is it the same Derek? I don't know what, I don't remember that ever being, um, I I don't know why there's another Derek, but I don't think it's the same Derek, but (laughs) a a lot of these names are names of, um, actual cousins of mine. So I think I've just sort of, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I recognized them. These names feel very lived in. Like, they're not fake book names. Like, Tanya, Sarah, right. Marcus, Lisa, Kim. Like, you know those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I do... Oh, I do love when his family heard that he had received his letter. They all sang Hallelujah, Hallelujah in a perfect four-part harmony. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Do you want to, like... Let's just right now. We won't even cue it. Let's all at the same time. Let's try to do... <laughs> Hallelujah in a three-part harmony. Okay. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Hallelujah. <laughs> I went low, and I'm glad. Were you about to say hallelujah? <laughs> I don't have any singing or hallelujah in my personal history. <laughs> all I got oh, for you is the climax from Shrek. That's all oh, I got. Such a sad That scene. is what I just sang. Yes. Oh, I was <laughs> that's doing the Jeff Buckley song. That's funny. I was doing a um the Catholic Hallelujah. I yes. I, I think it's that. It's oh, like Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. No, no, it's the yeah. one that's like Hallelujah. One. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you. But do you guys know the one that's like, Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I know all, that's from I, I'll tell you, I know all the hallelujahs. <laughs> there, there is no hallelujah I haven't sung. 
Do you know the Hallelujah from Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars? What? Girls, yes, yep, yep, I've sung that. I have sung that. <laughs> I guess that about sums up every Hallelujah. Then <laughs> that's I guess that we'd go through all of the Hallelujahs on this podcast. In all of history. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think we might be about ready to play our game. Uh, we like to play a game about this time of the show, Radio Mike, yes. Radio Michael, uh, <laughs> which is called Horny, Sad, or Just Plain Bad. It's funny uh, how some those... pieces just so don't fit this game. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking about it today. So um, let's start with you, Mike. Um, out of those three categories, which would you... Can, which would you label uh first chapter of harry potter and the boys i think it's just just plain bad um but it gets horny that's what i'll say <laughs> with a like a a foreboding horny yeah okay gotcha i would um i i don't think this is sad at all i actually think this piece is quite joyful it's joyful um, hallelujah gleeful almost hallelujah <laughs> Uh, I would say gleeful, uh, maybe is the better word, and definitely not horny yet. I guess I'm gonna have to go with just plain bad compared to other some other things that we've uh, not, read not and considered into that category. I would not. I actually think it's really delightful, and I think if I were a teacher and you wrote anything like this, I would think, "Wow, like what a what a fun little tone this kid has." <laughs> like, like yeah, maybe the grammar wasn't all right, but like he's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I wrote into Harry Potter and the Boys one time because I am I <laughs> I feel like I'm like outing myself as like a um like a fangirl. But um I wrote to you one time and I was like, hey, like I, I'm a book editor and like I just want to tell you that this this these books are actually like pretty solid. And when you read it on the show, Mike, you were like, she doesn't see all the grammar errors that I'm skipping <laughs> over. But 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 that's, like, not what writing is. That's what, like, editors do. Writers mm. are supposed to, like, entertain and, like, take you through a journey. And, like, I think mm -hmm. that, like, the way that this, these books are crafted and written are, like, so smart and, like, clever and hilarious. So I'm going to go. I'm not going just plain bad. If these are my three options, <laughs> I'm going horny because horny and funny are very, very close to me. I only get horny for people who are also funny, you know, like they're, they're similar emotions. I, I'm, I can't go just plain bad. Can't do it. That's so nice. And we did get, um, you know, we did get, um, headmaster of giving head. Yeah. So that's it's horny. horny. <laughs> okay. We'll take it. All right. Um, so that's everybody's answers. Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for coming on Burn Before Reading. I'm so glad that you had something so perfect to bring us uh this yeah. was awesome and yeah would love to do another app if you guys can stand yes yes i want that sci-fi novel i want it <laughs> yeah or even just like a random chapter of harry potter and the boys just like pluck one out we could do the one like not to dictate your own pod but christina if you've have you heard the one where the head of giving head plot line yeah comes oh, to I have. the natural yeah. conclusion yeah we could sure do that do. one yeah i sure have listened to that that was one of those where i was like <laughs> listening to it and my husband who has never listened to the show before just like happened to be around and he was like what the 
fuck are you listening to? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That sounds great. Mike, please remind the listeners where they can find you on the internet, where they can listen to your pause. I think if you just type in Radio Mike Australia on Google, I think everything will come up. But I'm on Insta, Twitter, or X, um, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much everywhere that you are on, I'm on. So follow and you'll find links to all my stuff there. Like, yeah, just type in Radio Mike podcast or something like that. I'll come up. Hell yeah. And if you like what you've heard here today, go check out Harry Potter and the Boys. Please, please do. We love, we love, uh, we love listeners uh, here at, at podcasting. <laughs> we love listeners too. Yeah, that's yeah, so funny. it's crazy. What? <laughs> <laughs> one more thing, Mike, that I would love you to plug if you can. What was the name of that game show you were on? Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, it's I haven't actually announced this, but I, I'm happy to do it here. Oh, it's it's an Australian format called Hard Quiz, and it's hosted by a comedian called Tom Gleason, who's kind of known for be- being very deadpan and like angry old guy. Like he's a very, I think he's a fantastic um comedian. We really love him here. I don't know how Australian comedy translates to you, but yeah, it's called Hard Quiz. Check out some episodes. It's a really funny, it's like a comedy quiz show, I guess. So yeah. That sounds great. Spoiler alert. I I didn't do very well. I was the first person (laughs) to get eliminated. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, I'm sorry. That was my one go. That was my one. Is that the oh no from um, the mermaid show? (laughs) Yes. So can I tell you something really crazy? Um, What? One of the... Girls from that show, the mermaid, the Australian mermaid show, she like yes. lives up the road from me and I see her all the time. We're like mates. <laughs> what? what? Which one? Uh, I don't know the name of which of the mermaid. I can tell you the <laughs> actress's fair, name. Fair. Um, yeah. Her name, her name is Amy. Amy. Got it. Yeah. A lot of Amy's Running in down. Life. It's, it's Marco. Is it Marco Mermaids? Is that the show? No, it's H2O, H2O. Just Add Water. Yeah, so Marco (laughs) Mermaids was a spinoff of H2O, Just Add Water, and she was in that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit of trivia for you. I'm going to look up and see if she's she's the one of the ones who triggered my (laughs) bioawakening. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, Until next week, listeners, remember. Your cringe is part of you but only a small, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny part of you. Bye. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Happy New Year. I forgot to say it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's fine. This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and pre-order my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Reels. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.